Welcome to the Take Back Your Territory podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Wenland. I believe in doing work holistically, not just searching for the next thing to transform your outside. This is a faith-based podcast geared to help set you free and set you on your path to walk in victory in every aspect of your life. Check out the book, Food Freedom, a faith-based holistic approach to shift you from defeat to victory over emotional eating on amazon.com. Head over to the website, takebackyourterritory.com for more information on coaching, to sign up for the Friday newsletter, and to get your free guide, Create Your Plate. This will help you start eating in a more satisfying way. Now, let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to episode 100 of the Take Back Your Territory podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Um, If you have been a listener lately, you will know that we are in Food Freedom. Um, You know that the book has been published, it's out, coaching programs will start in January, and I'm giving away um, the first free enrollment into the $99 package, um, which is eight weeks of coaching, freedom calls, extra workbooks. Um, It is um, a $900 value if I actually charged how much it costs me to to do this. Um, But that's why it is $99 because the Lord um, helped me create a program that is streamlined that I can help many, many people and they can do it at their own pace with the Lord. So um, we will be announcing that on Monday. I also have, we'll have a special guest with me on that podcast 101, um, where we will be doing some Q&A and then announce the winner. So between now and then, if you have a question about food freedom, about coaching, about emotional eating, about binge eating, basically anything that I deal with, um, even life mastery and holistic coaching and nutrition, um, if you have any questions about that, please email me, lindsaywenland5 at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on social media, send me a DM, or just fill out a form on the website, takebackyourterritory.com. I want to answer all your questions and um, coach you through whatever you need coach through. I am here for you. I'm here to serve. So being that this is episode 100 and we have wrapped up... <laughs> The most craziest year, like, can we just say, for me, this has been a crazy year. Um, I wanted to, um, well, the podcast that I was recording yesterday is I was going back through all of my notes um, throughout the year and kind of collectively um, trying to put something together for myself to kind of bring into the new year. Um, But there were so many good things that I had in the book that I edited out so many one-liners, so many reframes um, that I wanted to record a podcast and just kind of have something to reference by. But I think I'm going to do something different with that. Um, So today I actually, I don't want to talk about emotional eating or binge eating. I want to talk about your calling. I want to talk about your life. Um, Because the thing that I've learned with emotional eating, with food, with the kingdom of God and all of those things is that the enemy wants to use a gift that God gave us, which is food. And if he could use something of the kingdom of God, something that God gave us and pervert it, um, 
and make us, you know, put, make it as, have us make it as an idol or a little G God that we put on the throne of our heart. Um, and every time we have an emotion, you know, he can just push this button and it will drive us deeper into bondage and deeper into, um, kind of worship of this thing. Then his work is pretty easy, right? And also our brains, you know, get high on food and, and we get in habits and we get in ruts and we, we feel like we can't get out. So we kind of have multiple things coming against us. That's why my coaching, my book is holistic. It's not just about the food. It's also not just about your emotions, um, but your entire personhood, your entire relationship with food has to change and finally come to the point where you don't have a relationship with it. Um, food is neutral. It is just to nourish the body. It is just to bring you energy to continue on the calling that God has for your life. So to switch gears for this podcast, I want to take you back to two years ago. It was 2019 and I felt, I felt this thing. Um, I had just gone through Revelation Wellness Training in that spring. I was teaching classes. I was teaching RevFit classes, but I am a coach at heart and I've gone through all of these certification programs. I've gotten all this knowledge um, in nutrition, in training, and I felt like the Lord was like, let's take this further. So I started a business called Redefine Wellness. That's where this podcast was birthed from. That's what it used to be named. And I was writing and creating an intensive. It was a 12-week intensive called the Redefine Intensive. And and the Lord showed up. Um, and I had five women come through the, the intensive, just like the beta course with Food Freedom. That's what the Lord gave me. Um, and I was coaching and I was writing and I was very much... Now, the Lord gave me the words to write. It just flowed. I wrote the entire... Um, course in a matter of days. But the coaching on the back end, because I wasn't yet fully free from food, there was something missing. And as the weeks went on, what was missing was more evident. My own freedom, um, my coaching, and my ability to take people where I hadn't gone myself, that lack was evident. And I remember um, the sermons that I was hearing at church and just really what the Lord was asking me to do is he was asking me to pray to him as Lord of the harvest. He was asking me to pray for seed. And so I was shaken in my Lulu's out um, one day out on a run. And, and because when you start praying big prayers, when you start dreaming big, um, especially a girl that kind of is was always waiting for the bottom to drop out, was always waiting for the next shoe to fall. I was afraid to pray big prayers at that time because I was afraid to get my hopes up. You know, I was told as a kid, don't get your hopes up. And um, I would kind of grew up with the mentality of there's a ceiling on me, there's a ceiling on my life. So who do you think you are that you're going to be able to break through this ceiling? And so there's a war within me <laughs> when I was praying this prayer um, but I went, I went to the Lord. I went, Lord of the harvest, I'm asking for seed. And Redefine Wellness was birthed out of this, but it wasn't, it wasn't it. 
And so as we went through the course, the last, the final month, this thing started to be birthed out of me. What, what are we actually doing here? We're, we're, we're taking back our territory in something. We're taking back our territory in wellness. And take back your territory was birthed out of that intensive. But the thing was, is that, you know, I studied the Bible and I studied the sowing and I studied cultivating and I studied the soil and I studied, you know, the weeds, you know, the farmer goes out and he plants the seed and the weeds um, are planted at night while the farmer is sleeping. Both of them go into the fire. You know, just I studied this whole thing, thinking that this territory was something of outside of ourselves. And then my own food freedom journey started. Um, you know, 2020 shut everything down. Redefine Wellness went away. I was at home with my kids. We moved. Um, we left our church, just a whole bunch of things happened in 2020 in our family. Um, and then here, 2021, this thing inside me was just growing and it was growing and all of these seeds were being planted and things were starting to grow and things were starting to be watered, but I didn't know what was going on. And so I went through another coaching um, I learned how to be a binge recovery coach. I learned all of those things in 2021. Um, and so in July, um, in June, I actually had a nervous breakdown. I, I blew up on a run May 28th, 2021. Um, my entire nervous system was shot. And then all of this trauma from my past and, 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 you know, a, a lot of relationships, a lot of breakdown has happened over the last two years. And um, me kind of dealing with my own trauma and dealing with my own life, I just, everything kind of blew up. And I stopped running. I surrendered that to the Lord back in June. Um, but I felt like just kind of sharing my own food freedom journey. And it was going to be seven podcasts. And that was it. And I had no idea what was going to happen after I shared, you know, episode 45 through 52. I had no idea. And so I just began to talk about it. And then I started hearing from you. I started hearing from listeners that are like, you know what? I'm an emotional eater too. You know what? I'm a binge eater too. You know what? I've been there too. And this, all of these seeds that were planted in me and all of the soil that was cultivated in me, these things started to come alive. And I had a friend pray for me one night because I went to pick up my daughter and she's like, wow, you look really heavy. Can I pray for you? Yep. <laughs> um, and the Lord just started to lighten my load, but also reveal to me, this is what you've been carrying. This is what you have to do. This is what you need to do. And so I went to um, decide to coach people in binge recovery. And when I went to create just an ebook, I heard the Holy Spirit say publish. And so over the course of a week, I wrote a book. It was the first food freedom. And after I published it, I did it in my own strength. I did it with my own knowledge. And, um, after I published it, I started having nightmares and the Holy Spirit would speak to me on runs. And he's like, Lindsay, there's no rules in the kingdom. So why are there rules in your book? <laughs> and so out of obedience, I pulled the book and then I followed the spirit, the Holy Spirit after that. 
I'm not talking about my story just to talk about my story. I'm here to tell you that whatever the Lord has been showing you or putting on your heart or doing in your life, your your biggest mess could potentially be your message. I'm not saying that it is. I know that it is for my life, that he is taking a pain. He is taking something that I took to the altar every single Sunday for years. If, if you've read the book, you've know that, that I would binge after school every single night as a kid, and then I would hold my belly, almost bursting, and I would pray to God, deliver me, deliver me, set me free from this. I'm so sorry. Please help me not do this tomorrow. But then every day and the next day and the next day, I was in such a bondage, I was in such a place, and I had no information to get me out. But he used every single one of those days, he used every single one of those binges, and every single time I went to the altar praying for deliverance, he used that. He turned it for good. And he set me on a path towards my own freedom, and now I get to be here to help you, your path to your own freedom. And as I'm preparing for 2022, you know, my word for 2021 was surrender. And the word that has become apparent that, that I need to cultivate and that I need to focus on for 2022, my word is contentment. And so this morning I was looking up different scriptures and it's not a word that's in the Bible a lot. If my word was peace, I would be, I would be hot after it. Um, but in Strong's exhaustive concordance, there's only one scripture that uses the word contentment, and that's in 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. But godliness is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. And then because I'm a digger when it comes to the Bible, um, in Philippians 4.11, Paul wrote, Not that I speak from want, but I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. Hebrews 13.5 says, make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he said, I will never desert you nor forsake you. And that's when the rabbit trail started today. Because out of Philippians 4.11 and out of Hebrews 13, I was led to 2 Corinthians 9.8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. And in 910, he says, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and increase your seed for sowing and increase the harvest for your righteousness. So this brought me back to exactly two years ago when I was writing the Redefine Wellness Intensive, when I was praying to the Lord of the harvest for seed. And this entire podcast, the point that I want to bring home to you today is don't give up. Don't give up. If you have a dream, if you have a calling, if you have a purpose and the Lord is putting his finger on something in you, even if you can't see the end of it, even if you have no idea what this looks like. You know, Jesus, when he taught about the kingdom of God, he talked about it being a mustard seed, being planted, and how it can it can grow and when it eventually matures, that it becomes a place where all of the birds of the air can nest under its shade. It says right here in Matthew, in Mark 4. Jesus said, How shall we picture the kingdom of God, or by what parable shall we represent it? 
It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the soil, though it is smaller than all the seeds that are upon the soil, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches, so that the birds of the air can nest under its shade. This parable of the mustard seed is coming right after the parable of a seed, right after an explanation. And then when Jesus was talking about, starting in Mark 4, and I believe it's in Matthew 6, I'm not for sure. But this parable of the sower. So he he starts to talk about the soil. And, and it doesn't matter sometimes what seed is being sown, even if it's good seed. If the soil is not cultivated, if the soil hasn't been de-rocked and, and hasn't been kind of up-earthed, if we haven't taken out the roots, if we haven't taken out the things that are kind of rotting in there and creating everything to be dead, not nurturing the soil, but deadening it. If we haven't gone in with our pitchforks and our, and our hoes and our shovels and kind of uprooted these things, then any seed that's going to be planted in that soil isn't going to be able to flourish. And so in food freedom, we are cultivating soil. We are going at roots. We are pulling these things up. And that's why a lot of times people are like, this is hard work. Why are we focusing so much on the brain and the heart when, when you just need to tell me what to eat? But the fact is, is that if the seed, if food is the seed, and we're still putting that into soil that won't absorb the seed, that won't uptake the seed and allow the seed to grow, then you have no business planting the seed there in the first place. Because the work begins in the soil. That is always where the work is going to begin. If, if you are a gardener, if you do anything outside, you will know that you can't just dig a hole and plant something in it and expect it to, to grow. You can do that, but remove your expectation. Just like signing up for another diet plan or signing up for another program, without doing the hard work, without doing the hard heart work ahead of time, it's not, it's not going to cultivate. It's not going to grow. It's not going to mature. Do the hard stuff first. That's why we do this over here. So we work on the soil so that when the seed finally comes, it will be able to take root. It won't be able to be stolen away by the birds of the air, by the enemy. It says here in Mark 4, and Jesus said, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand these parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones who beside the road where the word was sown. And when they hear immediately, Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. And in a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. But they have no firm root in them. It's only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones in whose seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word. But the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Those are the ones on whom the seed was sown um, on good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. So pay attention to your soil. When I went to the Lord of the Harvest to receive seed, that started something in motion. 
But what he had to do in me before any seed of, 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 of freedom, before any seed of, of coaching, before any seed of revelation about this thing could come, he had to work out my rocks. He had to pull up my roots. And it was hard and it was painful and it was, it brought me to my knees. It brought me to my face. I was crying in the bathtub multiple times. As I said, I had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> but that was what was necessary. Something had to die in me. Something had to be uprooted in me so that this seed, this thing that he had for me to bring for myself, but also for you, this mustard seed thing could be implanted and take root. Let's go back to Second Corinthians. <clears throat> Where was I? Nine. <clears throat> My whole point of this, of what I'm talking to you about today, is that if you have, if you have something, if you have a vision, if you have a word, if you have a whisper, don't wait. I'm not talking about running ahead of God. I'm not talking about doing things in your own strength. I'm talking about start working on your soil. Lord, if this is the vision for my life, then what do I need to do? Or what do you need to do in me in order for this to come to fruition? Look at the word fruition itself. Fruit is the beginning part of fruition. Lord, what do you need to do in me to cultivate this thing in me, to cultivate my soil so that I will be able to receive this seed and that it will grow, that it will grow roots, that, that it can be watered every single day. Lord, how can I water this every single day? My job is to work my soil. My job is to get seed from the Lord Scatter the seed, sow the seed, water the seed. Just as Paul said that some will sow and some will water, but God causes the growth. There's a scripture that I'm looking for. And I can't remember exactly where it is, but it talks about the sower goes out to the field and he sows his seeds and he knows not how it grows. But all of a sudden, it's there. There's, there's growth. And he did absolutely nothing to cause it. But the sower was faithful. He was obedient. He worked the soil and he sowed the seed. And he came out every day and watered it, and pulled the weeds, and tended it, and the seed was able to grow. So your gifting, your calling, your purpose for your life, the kingdom of God, is the seed. And it is a precious seed. 
So much so that we we sell everything that we have. We give up everything. We give up our rights to ourselves. We give up our own dreams. We give up we give up our own visions. And you say, God, what what is yours? What is your purpose for my life? What did you put in me? What what am I supposed to do? How can I come up into obedience? And we sell everything that we have and we buy the field that that treasure is in. And we do whatever we can to protect that treasure. We do the same thing with with cultivating calling. Just because you have some vision or you have some dream doesn't mean that you're gonna that 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 you don't have to work for it. I I used to say, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. Well, He was waiting on me. He was waiting on me to get to to get over myself, to step outside myself, and to stop looking at myself and look to Him and look to the hurting people around me. How great it is that he can use a pain point to bring freedom and to bring healing in other people. And I believe he has that type of calling for you. How many marriage ministries were birthed out of a marriage that fell apart? How many um, healing ministries were birthed out of men and women who were molested or raped as children? How many deliverance ministries were birthed out of people who were bound by demons? Y'all, he uses those parts that we don't necessarily want to surrender to him. But when we finally do, just like that song says, he makes beautiful things out of dust. So, remain steadfast come up into obedience. Decide. You know, when Jesus says, if anyone will come after me, he must deny himself. That's not saying I'm going to make you come after me. That's not saying I'm going to make you follow me. That's saying if, if you will follow me, if you will come after me, you must deny yourself. This doesn't say that you deny your emotions, that you deny your humanity, that you deny your heart. But this says that if he's calling you to something else, if he's saying, drop this, if he's saying, surrender this, that out of your love for God, you will, you will be obedient to that. So what does this look like? So I processed this for a few minutes today. What does it look like to cultivate? What does it look like to, to, to have some soil that will receive this seed that the Lord wants to give to you? So remain steadfast. Don't compare your field or your seed to anyone else's. If I compared my field and my seed to someone else's, I would have stopped two years ago. If I was navel gazing and looking at what someone someone else was doing and expecting myself to do it that way and expecting God to show up in my life the way he showed up in somebody else's way, I never would have gotten started. To walk in the kingdom of God is almost to walk with blinders on to, to society. Because he is going to call you up and out of a place that looks completely obscure. He does not use people that have it together. He uses people that are a mess. He uses people that are down in the dirt, digging in the ditch, waiting for Jesus to come. 
and, and pull them out. The faithful, the steadfast, the ones that are in pain. Jesus says that he was not sent to the ones that were already well, but he was sent to the ones that needed a physician. He was sent to the sinners. And y'all, thank God that's you and I. So stop comparing yourself. Stop looking at social media with a view of, I want that. I want to do that. Why can't I have that? That is fake. That is not real. It is not real. It is filtered. It is procured for your viewing pleasure. So just stop. Seed to the sower is precious. In the olden days, seed was the only thing that farmers had. They only had seed. And they didn't keep a handful in their pocket. They didn't go out and sow all of their fields, but keep a handful in their pocket just in case their harvest didn't come through. No, they sowed every single seed. The seed to the sower is precious. It is his livelihood. He depends on it. And to compare or to criticize your seed and your field or someone else's for that matter is unwise and it does not cultivate life. Y'all, we need to get ourselves eternity focused. Everything in this world, everything that's going on right now is temporary. It is temporal. And if you're being bombarded by things of this world that have nothing to do with heaven, that have nothing to do with calling, then let me ask you a question. Are you allowing the enemy to sow weeds in your field? Are you allowing the world to, to put rocks in your soil? Are you allowing someone or something to come and steal away the good seed that has been planted in your soil? Are you being distracted so much that you don't think you have time to cultivate your soil, that you don't have time to get out your shovel and get out your pick and get out your hoe and start uprooting some stuff? Just because it feels like and it seems like and it looks like everything is falling apart. It's not. Because God is still sovereign. He is still in control. And the things that are happening, he is not surprised by it. But he will turn and everything will work out for good. This is the hope that we have. That no matter what happens here on earth, we are still sealed for heaven. We're still going there. But while we're here, why don't we make it a point to help other people get there? And we're not going to get there by religion. We're not going to get there by rules. We're not going to get there by religiosity. We're going to get there by our relationship with God, our identity in Christ, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, cultivating the soil, planting seeds, watering them, not knowing how the heck they're growing, but they are. Allowing these things to mature in us. Allow God to grow us up in our faith, grow us up into maturity so that we can be used for his kingdom. Gone are the days 
where we are knitting socks by the fire. <laughs> if, if you've noticed the time is speeding up, it is because it is. I want to encourage you to pray to the Lord of the harvest, to ask him for seeds, to, to be bold enough to believe that God has something for you, that he has this, this bag full of seed for you to sow into other people, for you to sow for the kingdom of God. Be bold enough to pray that prayer. Lord of the harvest, give me some seed. I'm ready to plant. I'm ready to sow. And then be brave enough to allow him to work your soil because you cannot take people you are not willing to go yourself. So if you want to take people deeper, you got to go deeper still. If you want to be a teacher, you need to be a student first. If you want to be a speaker, you need to start listening. If you want to be free, you have to start coming against your own taskmasters and what is keeping you in bondage and saying, I'm done with you. I come out of agreement with you. You no longer have dominion here. So Lord, I thank you for your seed. I thank you for our soil. I thank you that you are still Lord of the harvest. And we pray the bold prayer. Cultivate in us your truth. Cultivate in us your word. Cultivate in us your spirit into every microorganism in our being, Lord. We ask, Lord of the harvest, we ask for seed. We boldly and bravely come before you. We ask for seed. Point the way. Who needs some? Help us water, Lord. But at the end of the day, you get the glory because you cause the growth. Because it is you, Lord of the harvest. It is not us. We just get to be workmen. And we thank you for everything that you've done in our lives, everything that you're doing, and everything that you will do. In Jesus' name. On the next podcast, we will announce the winner, the first winner. I'll be giving away several free um, inductees into the $99 um, program. So until then, keep moving forward.